Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Eric Name of The Athletic joining us. And uh, saving the best for last because I think Eric was on every station possible. What time did you do NPR yesterday? I know you did a hit with them, too, Eric. Oh, <laughs> uh, That was, I think, 3 in the morning. You know, NPR is right on top of it. So, yeah, how are you know, Dave and Carol doing? Are they still on the air? How are, how are they? <laughs> They're great, honestly. Yeah. Delightful. Hey, uh, wh- what do the Bucks have for picks tonight? Because I don't. I saw you said forty-two and sixty, but I'm. I don't. Well, what do they have? So sixty is a pick that was in the trade. Forty-two is a pick that they are buying. They will buy forty-two, but obviously both of those picks come from the Pelicans. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so they will pick forty-two. They will pick sixty, and obviously they will not pick twenty-four. Uh, this was a. Fast and furious week for the Bucks, and I think that a lot of us Monday night, maybe you were still up uh, when when Drew Holiday that news broke, and then you might have woken up. That's how I did it to the Bogdanovich news. This is a team that I think that no matter what happens, we're going to look back and say at least they did it. At least they went for it. Some of these other teams around here seemingly get stage fright when it's that chance to pull the move on the all-in trigger, but they realize that even if you know, yes, we want Giannis to stay here and sign a Supermax in the next month. But even if he doesn't, we're going to go all in. We're going to go on now. So I commend that, Eric. Uh, how surprised were you about what John Horse was able to get done? Yeah, I mean, I knew going into this offseason they were really going to try to find a way to take that next step as, as a franchise and find a way to keep moving forward. Um, so I knew they were going to be aggressive. I don't think I thought they were going to go – you know, five first-round picks, and, I mean, you can say, like, they're just swapping them or whatever. But, you know, like, I didn't think they were going to go maybe that far. That That's a, that is an all-in as far as you can go. We can't do anything more move. Um, so I, I think that portion of it was surprising. But to me, it wasn't a huge surprise to see them 
go out of their way to try to figure out, you know, how are we going to get to the next step? We've not, not that they plateaued because obviously they bowed out earlier here in the second round than they did uh, the previous year in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Raptors, but you know, we aren't good enough when it gets to the postseason, so how do we fix that? And I think, obviously, they targeted the fact that they need to be better at point guard, and Drew Holiday is undoubtedly better than Eric Bledsoe, so you upgrade there. And then I think the other thing you think about is, all right, we need more guys around Giannis that when he drives, if you help, this person is going to knock it down when he kicks it out. And and Bogdan Bogdanovich is one of those guys. Like he is, he's a forty-plus percent catch-and-shoot shooter. He's thirty-eight percent, and that's on seven threes a game when he's doing a bunch of stuff off the dribble as well. Like that dude is a knockdown shooter. And now you're looking at a starting lineup where, okay, if if you want to help off Giannis in the way that teams help off Giannis in the playoffs, it's going to hurt. Bogdanovich is going to make you pay. And Drew Holiday, you know, everyone kind of points to the fact that his three-point number is only slightly better than Eric Bledsoe, which is fine, but also, you know, his catch-and-shoot number is way better. Eric Bledsoe hated taking catch-and-shoot threes. The the threes that he was good at were off the dribble, and that's not really very helpful for Giannis. If you look at Drew Holiday, that's a 37% catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. That is a much better number than Bledsoe's 24%. So you're looking at building a team that makes a lot more sense. And, I mean, if you go down that roster, you have Giannis as a uh, – it depends how you want to, you know, argue where he is. Let's say at least a top five player. Then you go to Middleton and Holiday, probably in a similar area, probably top 30 players. Uh, then you look at a guy like Brooke Lopez, that's a top 50 or so player. And you look at Bogdanovich, that's a top 70 player. You have – your entire starting lineup is top 70. That is all in. That is aggressive. And, and that's the type of move that I was expecting the Bucks to make. But I did not think that they would go maybe as, as all in and as deep as they went. The roster that they'll have, I think that if you put the perfect roster of guys that will complement Giannis, so we don't know what that's going to be. But for what they could do, this is about as good as it gets. And it's 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 funny to me that the two guys that I've heard the most from fans, oh, if they could just get Drew Holiday, if they could just get Bogdanovich. Well, now you got them both. So this is going to like the ultimate test of if Bucks fans are smart or not. But I think that when these five guys are on the court, the entire starting lineup, I, th- I think this is just going to come together very well. Is that what you see from these five guys outside of the catch and shoot, just, just the rhythm of how they're going to play a game of basketball? Yeah, I think that's the other thing that's that's really impressive kind of with those trades is that, you know, those two guys are not just catch-and-shoot guys. Those guys are not just, okay, well, here's going to be your role. They can do a bunch of other things. Like, Drew Holiday is a strong creator. Uh, I know our stuff part now has a, a stack called playmaking usage that kind of goes together with, you know, how often you're making plays and how well you make plays. Andrew Holiday was 45th out of 405 players in the league. Like That's a dude that can make plays. Bogdanovich is, you know, if you go back and watch some of the Kings film, he was closing out games for them. And, and I don't mean just on the floor while the game is ending. He is there making plays. He is there 
uh, you know, they have the ball in his hands. Like, they were closing out games with Bogdanovich, and uh, I think that's kind of one of the things that you look at is that this those two guys are going to be huge additions in the postseason. They're going to be able to make more plays, and I just think if you can take some of that pressure, one thing we saw in this postseason was it's all on Giannis, it's all on Middleton. Those are the two guys. They didn't have other guys that could create. Those two other guys can create, and now you're really – you know, making you're making defenses make some tough choices because all four of those guys can create. If you really want to, you can put Brooke Lopez on the block and he can post up, or you can put him outside and he can shoot some threes. Like it is just a really tough lineup to try to deal with. The Bucks have a couple of picks. It sounds like tonight they do not have pick twenty four. Uh, we will have live coverage of the draft with Ryan Horvat tonight, starting at six here on the Fan and the Radio dot com app. If all these trades, you know, these trades are going to go through and then the Bucks, it's like a seven-man roster right now. They've got to fill that. Are there guys likely that were with the team last year that you would expect to come back? I'm thinking maybe Connaughton. I'm thinking maybe Frank Mason. I don't know about Sterling Brown. Who would you expect from that group to be back? I think when you look at it, so – both Robin Lopez and Wesley Matthews had player options that they opted out of. And I think one thing that, uh, you know, people should keep in mind is that, like, those guys could come back. I, I don't know if they want, like, I don't know for sure that they will, but those guys could both come back. And I think when you kind of look at why they might have done what they did, you know, Robin Lopez had a $5 million contract. Uh, you know what have been would have been helpful in a trade with the Sacramento Kings or anybody else, a $5 million contract. So if you're, you're a guy that wants to play for the Bucks, if you opt in, you could get traded. And uh, I think Robin kind of saw the right on the wall that, hey, the Bucks are probably going to be active, try to make a bunch of trades. My, my salary would be attractive, so I'm not going to sign that. But that doesn't mean he doesn't want to come back. He still might come back. Same thing with Leslie Matthews, where – okay, I could opt in here, but what if they make a trade and get a couple wing players that are going to knock me out of, you know, kind of what I, out of my role. I, I started every game for the Bucks last year. Now that they've made moves, maybe there's still a spot there. So that's where I'd start. Those two guys both opted out, but that does not mean that they are totally out of the picture for the Bucks. Then you look at a guy like Connaughton, uh, I'm really fascinated to see what his market is. Uh, he maybe he has some some really strong deals out there, but I think with the way that he shot it, which was not particularly well last year, uh, his size, kind of what he's about, that looks like a guy that's a minimum or you know just slightly above it. So uh, I think he's a guy that's in the mix. Sterling Brown's a little bit tougher. Restricted free agents are always going to be more difficult, um, and I, I think in Frank Mason, I'm really. Uh, with the way that two-way contracts are, this is, I don't know if Mike Mason wants to sign another two-way. Uh, I think it, there's a lot of you know, idea with him that, like, hey, I proved it. I have the G League MVP. I can get better. That's why all this is going to end up taking a while. Like, if the Bucks fill out this roster, the way that they do it is going to be on a bunch of cheap contracts. And as everyone knows, like, cheap contracts are aren't the 1201 signings. Like when free agency gets underway uh, on Friday, you're not going to be hearing us report a bunch of deals that, oh, you know, blank players signed for a veteran minimum. No, that 
gets to kind of the end of free agency. So you're looking at kind of next week where all these, where kind of everything is shaken out and then players are seeing that, oh, there's only minimums out there for me. So this is going to take a while. So when he signs uh, with the Bucks, is OJ going to May- uh, is OJ Mayo going to go back to wearing double zero or three? Man, Uncle Juice, that would really be something. <laughs> I think that would be uh, I think that'd be real interesting to see. I do want to kind of get weird with some of these back end <laughs> spots on the roster. I do like the Giannis brother that get them all, get all, get all of them, even if they don't play. Get any former sure. Buck that's flamed out. Uh, hey, get E.G. on Leon and Joe Alexander. They're still playing. They're only 33. Bring them back. Right. You might as well get weird with it and get as weird as possible. Are we, uh, I mean, we assume that Giannis likes these moves. We we assume that there's not going to be a story that he's, like, blindsided that they traded Ursan and he can't be a Buck anymore. Are we expecting the Supermax thing to happen before the 21st of December? Is there still some way where that doesn't happen? I mean, there's always a way until his name is actually signed. But, I mean, I think the... But and then let, me, look, let me tack on to that. Is, like, a shorter contract possible? Or is, like, a two-plus-one deal? Or would he do... He wouldn't do that. I mean, everything is possible. But I think throughout all of this, everything that I've heard from everyone involved is that this thing is getting done, that the Supermax is getting done. The Bucks have remained incredibly confident throughout all of this, and despite what anyone else might want to report or think about. Um, you know, I think part of what has made so many, you know, reporters and other people around the league uncomfortable is that the Bucks are so confident, right, that surely you, you must have – some worry, some concern that you have to be thinking about what if you want, and the Bucks are just like, no, like we're, we're confident you're going to sign it. And I think because they're so confident, it's almost gone the opposite way with some reporters where it's like, oh, well, this must be, you know, blind faith or, you know, hopeful optimism that they're going to get this done. And, you know, they're not actually looking at reality. So people will try to invent other things when in reality, like, if someone gets offered the Supermax, they sign it. That, that's how the Supermax has worked. I, I wrote this story, I don't know, three weeks ago. You know, there's been 10, super, 10 players that have been able to qualify for Supermaxes. In five instances, a team has offered the Supermax. In those five instances, that player has signed the Supermax. It's just how it is. Like, it, people don't pass up $80 million. And part of the reason why you're seeing it is you can just be like James Harden, right, where – well, yeah, do I have three years left on my contract? I sure do. But whatever. I want out, so <laughs> I'll demand a trade. And like, If you're a player, you can do that. And especially if you're a guy like Giannis, I think what you do is, okay, you get your money, and then say the Bucks are terrible in two years. I don't think it's going to happen. But say they are. You tell the Bucks quietly, like, hey, I would like out. And then the Bucks go about their business and figure out what the best deal is and get it done, and then everyone gets to save face, everyone gets to be happy, and everything works out for everybody. Giannis has $80 million, or $74 million more dollars in his pocket. The Bucks still have a franchise that's going to be strong and good. They get good value for it. And some other team gets three years of Giannis at age 27 or 28 or whatever it be. Like it, I just, 
to me throughout all of this, uh, all of the the ways that people have tried to say oh, trade happening or this is not going to happen, I've just I, I just haven't understood it. The uh, tweet I put up the other day is: If he ever plays for the Heat, I will saw off my right arm. Right, I saw that. Do I, should I go buy a saw? Uh, no, I mean I'm talking ever. I mean he's never no, going there, even at the age of forty. Well, I guess the tough thing is, is I don't know like what kind of trees you might have around your home, so I don't know if like a saw could come in handy in other ways, like mm. just. As a home improvement investment, maybe I don't know what your saw situation is. So that that would be the only thing that mm. you know kind of precludes, precludes me from giving real good advice here. I, I don't know if you need a saw. Well, I've got some arborvitas, but I can just kick those down. Mm. Yeah. So I, I guess this is only for our arm sawing. Um, so I, I don't think you need to buy one. No, it seems I don't. I don't think you. Eric, uh, I want to stall. It's a commercial-free hour, but I, I don't think I got anything else to ask you, so I think I'm going to let you go. That, that sounds great. Did you I know, ask him a great what? time? Yeah, they're going to buy it, he said. But he said it, like, sheepishly, like he sh- wasn't supposed to know that. Right? <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it, the Bucks. that is not <laughs> a part of the, the trade. The 60 is part of the trade. 42 is buying it. Okay, but then when during the draft tonight, it's going to be like, Oh, the Pelicans take forty-two, and we're going to be all confused still. Or the Bucks are will their will their logo be on the screen? No, and even like the trade one, like the logo won't be on the screen. So dumb. Hey, uh, I know you're on with Charlie Sykes in a couple minutes, so tell him hi <laughs> as you continue your Milwaukee media tour, and uh, we'll bug you a little later. Well, it was a pleasure. I'm happy I could be a part of it. I love you. I love you, Eric. Eric name, Eric underscore name on Twitter. Find him there. Check him out at the athletic. They've got you covered in every angle with the draft. Oh, it's going to be a fun night tonight. He joins us on the great Midwest bank hotline. If you're applying for a home renovation loan and you're feeling a bit anxious, breathe, let great Midwest bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.